Aren't you tired of the same content, the same subjects, the same phrases, the same delivery? It's weird at this point. Media Den wants to change that. You deserve a platform that will give you variety and a high quality audio experience. And you can't forget a timely show. Media Den provides short form podcasts that trim the fat without destroying the details. Now, you don't have to feel committed to what everyone else is talking about. Just niche shows that won't just interest you, but save time. Stay up to date with all of our shows by subscribing anywhere you get your podcast. Media Den Network. It's all in the content. This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. Another episode of Real Hoops. As you can tell, I'm not doing very well, but let's get to the good things. My bad. Shout out to everybody who told me happy birthday. My birthday was uh, September 20th. Happy to see another year. Blessed. Uh, this is uh, really my first year, really doing a pod full time, doing what we need to do, handling business. Um, I appreciate all the love, man. and Y'all been carrying me and helping me get through. Uh, I appreciate everybody, you know what I'm saying, tapping into my basketball takes on a weekly basis. Uh, shout out, you know what I'm saying, Cam. Shout out to everybody who gave me love, man, on my birthday. Very important. There's not a lot of people who look like me that make it to the age that I made it to, which is 29. I ain't got to ask me for my age, bro. I ain't ashamed of my age. Be 30 next year. No pressure. So, damn, why are you having a bad day today? What's going on today? And I'm, I got a nine to five, by the way. It's nothing wrong with the job, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, t- don't let social media trick you into thinking that there's an issue in having a job. Why you have other things going on, you know? Working my little nine to five today. <clears throat> I don't want business, you know, being a responsible, working, U.S. tax-paying citizen. So we got a group chat few of my homies that work together. Shout out to everybody who's listening to this and work with me. So we got a group chat. I see it in all caps. I'm on, I'm on a call at this point. Uh, Dame to the Bucks. I see Dame to the Bucks in the chat. I'm like, man, cap, cap. This man capping. So you know what I did? I went on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> and it came from Wolves. I read that tweet five times. And I sat there still. And this is the call before I go to lunch. You ever argue with your girl in a shift, bro? The rest of your shift is trash. If you ever argue with your girl while you work, that's the worst thing you could do. Shorty, wait till I get home to start with the shenanigans. I've had it happen to me too many times, and I hate it. It just sours up the rest of the shift. You got to act like you're all right. And, and, and 
you in true pain, and, and it's just it's a terrible shift. Yeah, imagine that times ten. Because you see, the, the reason why it's times ten is because I can't escape this any longer. <laughs> you see, when I was just a Heat fan, minding my business, being a, 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 a just just a guy, you know, who loves the Heat, I could get away from it. But now we're a hoops. Now that I have some form of a platform, and I have no choice but to cover the absolute fumble from the Miami Heat front office and the absolute pettiness that comes from the Trailblazer office and Joe Cronin. I can't escape it. I got to cover it. I got to talk about it. Imagine talking about an ex-girlfriend that, that, that you really loved and really thought you was going to spend the rest of your, your life with. Imagine you have to consistently talk about her on a day-to-day basis. And not only do you have to talk about it, you now have to cover what that woman is doing with the next man, even though she's supposed to be with you. Imagine doing that. That's what I have to do, ladies and gentlemen. And I can't escape it. I'm getting mentioned 25-8 on Twitter. I'm on this group chat at work. They're trolling me. I put my phone on D&D. People are, are still getting through because they're hitting the nudge button. I got covered. Kyle Lowry, a 37-year-old Kyle Lowry. I, I, I know I talk about Kyle Lowry a lot on the pod. I don't want to disrespect him. He's a champion. Uh, but my brother in Christ, his, his, his all-star days are past him. He's my starting point guard as of this podcast. And not Daniel Lillard. So let's cover it, right? Before I get before I get too in-depth into it, let's just cover it, right? So um the summer goes by, he's leaving little nuggets. Oh, where would you go if you were to be traded? Hey, I don't want to be traded, but if I were to be traded, I would want to go to the heat. I'm like, oh, you just I'm looking around and I'm so you ain't gonna hit him with this tamper right quick. Which we gonna get into? You ain't gonna hit him with this tamper, bro. No. Hey Pat. Yeah, yeah. Do what you need to do. Get him over here. And on a daily basis, as a Heat fan, you're reading reports, and the only report that you want to know is that Damian Lillard will be wearing number zero for your Miami Heat franchise. And days go by. It don't happen. Days keep going by. It don't happen. Still going by. And then you hear the reports the last few days. Hey, he may be going to Toronto. I'm like, man, cap. Toronto? What they got to offer? And then I hear Brooklyn. And then I hear Boston. And then I hear Milwaukee. I start going, "Uh uh-oh. I don't like that. All right, Pat, I don't know what you're doing. He said he wants to be here. Don't know why the deal isn't done yet. Reports are coming out. You don't want to give up Kayla Martin. Kayla Martin is solid. Never want to take away from him. He's a starter on our basketball team, and he played a pivotal role into us making the finals last season. But we're talking about Damian Lillard. The man who just averaged 32 points per game. The, this man has one of the greatest playoff performances against the Denver Nuggets I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I just told y'all my age. I'm almost 30. He was pulling up from anywhere. He had Austin Rivers praying to God he missed. 
And he says he wants to be on the Miami Heat team. He was just in the finals. And Pat Riley, you don't find a way to get it done because he's trying to play hardball. And now I have to sit and deal with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's the second best player. At one point in time, he was the best player in the world for two to three years before Jokic took that crown from him. You're pairing him up with a 32-point-per-game absolute sniper elite, the second-best shooter in the league, and you think we have a chance. The reports was, Miami Heat feel like they can can win without selling it out. So now what we're going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be a playing team, all right, because we're pathetic right now. And this is all Pat Riley's fault for trying to play hardball. I don't want to hear the reports of Joe Cronin wasn't talking. Damn that. Your player wants to be here. I will make it happen. There's only two players you can't touch. Give a damn about these other people. Respectfully to, you know, all the other players. You know, Tyler Hero, shout out to you. I seen the post. I know you were kind of in your feelings, but my brother in Christ, this is 32 points per game we're talking. This is a three-level scorer who has been healthy in the playoffs when we needed him. Not only been healthy, showed up. Yeah, you would have got up out of there if it was me. But listen, we lose Damian Lillard. And now, you know what they're saying? You know the reports that we're saying on the market? You know what our uh, pinnacle of of movement this offseason is because we fumbled Damian Lillard? Buddy Howe. And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we might get true holiday. I'm supposed to be moved? Yeah, he ain't no Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's maybe a fringe top 10, top 15, all-world defender. But my brother in Christ, Jimmy, was just cooking you four months ago. And we got to settle for that because we fumbled Daniel Lillard. Pat, I'm sick of you. I'm just so tired of the mystique. I'm so tired of, of, of you not getting it done when people are putting our name in their trade list. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You don't want to gut your team. I get it. But you, you and your scouting team have had an uncanny ability to find players of diamonds in the rough. We just got Gabe Vincent paid. We just got Max Struess paid. Before that, we had uh, um, Duncan Robinson going crazy before he forgot all, all necessity of playing, you know what I'm saying, basketball, starter basketball minutes. You, We found that. I don't want to hear it about you not wanting to gut the team. You can find somebody else. But no, you don't want to gut the team. You don't want to gut the team. Pat, I'm sick of you. You know, this trade just made me realize... It was all D-Wade. D-Wade, who's a friend of the show, by the way. Shout out D-Wade. It was all D-Wade. Yeah, yeah, it was all D-Wade. Um, D-Wade bought us our first ring. D-Wade also convinced LeBron to come down here. And then when it came time to pay D-Wade, you chose to start white side. Oh, no, I didn't forget that. I don't give a damn if it was seven years ago. No, 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 I ain't, I ain't forget that. You chose to start white side. He chose to pay a guy like Tyler Johnson instead of giving Max D-Wade, who has three titles to his name. 
Yeah, you made up for it. You know what I'm saying? You bought him back from Cleveland. But come on, dog. That was a red flag to me from back then. And we go these, you know what I'm saying? You go a year. D-Ray retires. Jimmy comes in. We chill off you. This is Jimmy is a dog. Still a dog. We land him. He wants to be here. He wants to be present. He wants to retire Miami Heat. And he chooses to come here in free agency. So we chill off you. And then you proceed to miss the opportunity to get Kevin Durant. And then you proceed to miss the opportunity to get Donovan Mitchell. And then you present the opportunity to miss out on Bradley Bill. And then you miss the opportunity to miss out on Dan. And don't forget the people in between the Zach Levines of the world. What the hell are you doing, bro? What are you doing? This individual literally stated he wants to be here. And he's wearing a Milwaukee buck uniform when the season starts. And Kyle Lowry is my starting point guard. Yeah, I don't want to hear reports about Joe Cronin not wanting to talk. I'll fly out there and, yo, I need to see him. This is happening. You can get anybody you want, every pick. You can get everybody not named Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. Here. Get it done. And now we're looking like an eighth seed. We're for sure a playing team. Yeah, we, yeah, we're for sure a playing team. Unless you tell me tomorrow that Joel Embiid wants to ask for a trade because of James Harden nonsensical ways, this offseason was a failure. And we will become a joke in the East, let alone the NBA. We're not better than Milwaukee, for sure now. <laughs> not better than Milwaukee. Not better than Boston. You can even make the case that the Knicks are better than us. What are we doing here? And then you got Jimmy going on trolling, saying, investigate them for tampering. Who gives a damn? Your front office lets you down and you're over here trolling. I don't get it. And you know, it's fine though. You know, your leaders needs to be a little bit delusional of where they are right now. You just came from the finals. You had an astronomical performance in the playoffs. But we stink right now. There is no way that you guys are comfortable in the, the starting point guard being Kyle Lowry because of the, the non-willingness by Pat Riley to go all in on a friend's top 10, the, the second best shooter. If your name isn't Steph Curry, you're not shooting better than Damian Lillard. And, you, and we needed that. Boy, was he struggling from the perimeter in the finals. Can you imagine Damian Lillard pairing that? I can, I, six, might even go seven. Because trust me, the way that Jamal Murray was busting up, yeah. Dane would have been right there with him giving them buckets too. I ain't going to go too crazy. I just want the audience to do me a favor. I want you to go look at the true shooting percentage of a Gabe Vincent. And we lose out on a three-level score because you don't want to sell out the team. So, yeah, we got reports. True Holiday. Being traded to the Heat. Gives a damn. Who cares? This offseason was a failure. We don't land a whale. If we land a, uh, you know what I'm saying, a big piranha, yeah, you would, you a big piranha, you'll eat a lot of stuff. You ain't no whale. All the whales are fine where they're at. 
and we got Kyle Lowry. We got no point guard in a point guard heavy era. Now, do you give me Kyle Lowry 10 years ago? I'm like, all right, I'll take it. It's a 37-year-old Kyle Lowry, bro. He's our starting point guard because of Pat Riley. I don't even want to talk about this no more. I, I can't even get away from it. Because you know what I'm about to do right now, ladies and gentlemen? I'm about to load up my 2K. And as soon as I load up my 2K, I'm going to get an invite from the guys. And when I get an invite from the guy, yo, really, how you feeling? Come on, bro. Come on. I can't get away from this. My phone blowing up. My Twitter blowing up. I, I, I don't even want to talk about this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate y'all for tapping in to another episode of Real Hoops. Pat Riley, you stink. The front office should be a saying to themselves. I'm sick of this. I'm a very frustrated Heat fan right now. I'm sad I have to cover it, Miami Heat basketball on a daily basis for the for for this post for this season right now. I can't even talk properly. I'm so pissed. Can't believe we fumbled Damian Lillard after he said he was coming here. All right, man. Let's let's wrap up the show. I appreciate y'all. Um, this Friday, oh, the new Wayne is coming out. Uh, I'm going to be tapped into that for sure. The fix before the six. Um, other than that, I'm going to be chilling. Um, I'm still working out. I'm putting out my album. I'm working on cover art. Um, so y'all will be hearing more information about that soon. Um, we lost Damien Lillard, bro. I'm going to go cope. Y'all tap in. I will see y'all next week. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered, especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. You're... Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest here. Actually, I got two special guests. Uh... First off, we got Rachel here. Rachel, what's up? Hey, hey. My second guess is depression because Damian Lillard is playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you say about that? Man, I'm not sad about Dame going to Milwaukee as much as I'm mad that Joe Cronin was not a good negotiator. Like, he he was spiteful. He threw a tantrum. I think I'm more yeah. mad at that than him actually being a buck. Uh, do you think Pat Riley maximized the negotiation, or do you can't negotiate with a brick wall? They said they weren't even taking our calls. <laughs> hey man, if I'm Pat, I'm flying out. I ain't yeah yeah. So uh, your name ain't Jimmy. Your name ain't Bam. You on that block? <laughs> so they were they were basically ready to to let everybody go. They the, all the reports um I saw they had. Um, two firsts, some swaps. Uh, Tyler, going to San Jovic, yep. Yep. and they were even gonna add Caleb if need be. So, sure. that's a heck of a haul. <laughs> and Milwaukee's package wasn't better than that package at all. I'll be interested to see what they can flip um, Drew Holiday for. Um, that is pretty much the outstanding piece that'll see how much they get back for him, whether that was a good trade for them or not, or whether it was just a spiteful trade. If they can't get at least another first-round pick for Drew, 
it was all spite. It wasn't a better deal. Mm, I mean, they got Aiden. Aiden was going to be a part of the deal regardless. He he came from Phoenix. What they what they got specifically from Milwaukee was one first, two swaps, and Drew. That's it. Hey, Phoenix was going to be a third team, whether it was with Miami or with Brooklyn, or that the Aiden piece from Phoenix was set in stone. They were always getting Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. I ain't gonna do too much on Aiden. But uh, what do you think he's saying in the East? I feel like we're always written off on paper and that we're going to surprise some people. I think Tyler's going to have a career year. And as long as everybody can stay healthy, knock on wood, I think we're going to surprise some folks and ruffle some feathers in the East. Okay. You're a lot more hopeful than me. I feel like our situation has to be handled with Josh Richardson and and Kyle Lowry. I don't don't know how much that's going to generate. Um, we'll see. I, I, we definitely I need a point guard. I agree. We definitely need a point guard, but I don't. I don't think we're done. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna figure something out. Okay, okay, for sure. So, WNBA playoffs. Uh, tell me what you've been seeing so far. Tell me what you're looking forward to. Who you got in the finals? Talk a little bit about that. You know, a lot of people thought Connecticut was gonna be a team. That wasn't going to be competitive at all once they traded uh, John Quell to New York, which was an absolute steal on New York's part. And I personally have been extremely surprised with their grit, their competitiveness. That's always been that team's DNA. But just to see it uh, night in and night out on the court has been a huge surprise. I can't lie about that. Um, They're really giving New York everything they can handle. I think New York still pulls that series out, but I think uh, it's going to be a close next couple of games, and I definitely see that series going to five. Um, which game five? With game five being a toss up, but I think New York has more talent that can make big shots down the stretch. Okay, how about the West? What you see in the West? Let's see. Uh, we got Asia and Dallas. Uh, I think that series may be a sweep. Asia's too good And it's not a knock on Dallas They have a lot of talent They have a lot of great players yep. Asia's too good KP's mm-hmm. too good uh, The point guard Chelsea Gray is too good Like they are such a deep Beast, team right. Top to bottom And then they have people coming off the bench Giving them quality minutes When their starters are resting That I, I really see a New York Aces Finals like the it's the writing's been on the wall since the teams were formed. Mm-hmm. I wish CP3 was playing. We definitely miss seeing her on the court, but it, it's looking like it's going to be Aces New York. And are we leaning towards Aces because they damn they got a super team over there. So oh, yeah. I mean I guess both teams could uh, technically have super teams. <laughs> New York has Stewie John Quell, a former MVP. Uh, Sabrina in a school who has found her three-point range. She struggled early in the season, but she's been finding her range late in the season going into the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> and they have another really great point car in Courtney Vandersloot, who is proven she won a championship with Chicago with CP3 a few years ago. And she definitely has big moments. So 
that matchup, if it happens, if Connecticut doesn't can't uh, beat them in that game five, I definitely think that series goes five. If Connecticut can't pull that out, that's going to be a heck of a finals. Okay. Okay. So that's that's the on the court stuff. I want to talk to you about the off the court. If you were WNBA commissioner and you had the chance to sit across from Adam Silver, what are some things that you would change about the WNBA? Um, one of the big conversations on Twitter lately has been how the media portrays uh, black women athletes mm. and how they prop up um, their white peers. Mm. And one of the things as commissioner that would be important to me is making sure that across the board media representation is representing. I think the league is 80 percent black. So representing mm. the league accordingly. So we have the DTs of the world, Diana Taurasi and uh, Sabrina Niscu, who hasn't gained that many accolades as a pro, who has a Nike shoe deal. Sue Bird was super propped up. Um, Stewie, who is a great, great, great talent, is propped up ahead of all of her black peers. They have Asia Wilson as the face of the, the league, but she doesn't even have her own shoe deal yet, which is crazy. So one of the big things would be my focus would be on, and there's so many issues that the W needs to work on, but media representation is a big part of how you grow the league, how you prop up the league, how you engage fans, and how you engage the talent that's hoping one day to be a WNBA player. Um, representation matters. We've heard that a lot. That phrase has been coined across sports and politics and everything else, but it's true. And the media has a lot of power to sway public opinion, and they do. And one of the big things, I was listening to a podcast, <clears throat> uh, or an interview, rather, with Isaiah Thomas, the great Detroit point guard legend, and he spoke on how he like fought hard to have black beat writers write for the Detroit Pistons because when white writers were writing for the Pistons, they would never write favorably for their team and they were supposed to be Detroit Piston writers and so he fought to have black writers write for them and it made all the difference in how they were portrayed and how they were propped up even in their own city and so just uh, fighting I think Kathy even now Kathy has a responsibility to fight more on how different players are propped and centered and I don't think she's doing a great job at that right now but that's super important Okay, for sure. Uh, so we definitely got to, you know, do our due diligence as media, for sure. Um, anything that you would expect from its NBA counterparts as far as marketability, if you're said commissioner? I think um, NBA players have done a great job, especially here lately, about showing up to games and just enjoying the WNBA product. And that's... Like that carries weight because then you have kids who are seeing their favorite NBA players at games and saying, hey, I want to go to a game. Such and such was just at a game. You have rappers and like celebrities are actually going to games now. And so that helps. Um, But all of the partnerships that the NBA have, like uh, corporate partnerships that the NBA have, I think they could do better job of having the WNBA be a part of those corporate partnerships. 
There's one or two corporate partnerships now. I think that the WNBA is a part of also with the NBA, like uh, the State Farm commercial. Um, but it's not enough. The The NBA brand has so many corporate partnerships that the mm-hmm. WNBA should have a seat at that table just as much. And it's up to the boys to push the envelope and say, hey, we generate X amount of money for your brand every year. And we want the women to have a seat at the table. And if they push the envelope like that, it'll open all types of Right. So do you believe that um, in terms of the NBA players um, uh, that they've done their due diligence in that regard of not only speaking to the media about it, but, you know, uh, going out and marketing about it uh, as well? Um, you spoke up a, a little bit about their shoe deals, about, you know, the defensive player of the year um, not having a shoe deal. Um, and she's doing what she's doing in the playoffs. Um, I agree. I agree. I, I did my read ups. I, I do agree. Um, now, how would you go about changing the narrative in the media? Um, are you, would you put your foot forward like an Isaiah Thomas that you just mentioned? Um, would you pull certain black counterparts and put them in the forefront with your platform? How would you go about that? I'll start by saying I definitely don't have all the answers. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. But, uh, (laughs) my, I think, you know, there's a way to pull in a diverse demographic Mm -hmm. by sharing everyone's story. And so that means having black voices in the room, having Asian voices in the room, having people that went to HBCUs in the room, having people that went to PWIs in the room. It means having a diverse amount of voices from all walks of life, from all paths of life. It means having somebody that was poor and was brought up and made their own way and having, in the same token, having somebody who had a little bit of an easier life but knows how to empathize or knows how to tell stories and wants to to, to tell stories. Um, I think it's less... I mean, people just have to want that, right? Writers have to want to be an objective voice. Writers have to want to share objective stories. And so the media, honestly, right now, I feel like is at a crossroads and and honestly has been tilting to the wrong side of the scale, in my opinion, as far as not being objective in how stories are presented and not being objective in uh, how they share their opinions. Um, A lot of I've seen a lot, at least in sports journalism, I've seen a lot of opinions uh, written as facts mm. I think I think sports journalism has lost uh, lost the the plight lost the recipe of objective journalism right right okay well I definitely appreciate having you here uh, at Real Hoops you're always welcome very knowledgeable I enjoyed having you on you guys tap in every week I'm signing off for Rachel here. We'll catch you next time at Real Hoops. Thanks for having me. It's been real. Definitely. Appreciate it. It's been real, baby.